0: sacred burial ground of the first nation with walls that house hidden satanic secrets as well as the residual energy of 998 violent murders when it comes to paranormal legend and lore the west virginia state penitentiary has no equal hello
1: There are footsteps in this room right now.
0: It's been a decade since I last investigated this massive prison Mm. with haunted grounds that stretch a quarter mile long. But on November 20th, for one night only, I'm returning to host a very special event in which only 20 total tickets are being offered to join me for an overnight investigation of the legendary West Virginia State Penitentiary. I saw it. I mean, I'm shaking. It changes the way you think, bro. It does. Yeah, it definitely. And that's what typically screws with your head. Tickets are on sale now. To get yours while they last, visit www.aghtelevision.com. Hey, what's up everybody? Chad Kalick here. And welcome back to the Inner Crowded Room podcast, where we have an awesome episode today. I have some truly mind-bending stuff to show you guys and to discuss. As I think this uh I think this UFO stuff's gonna come to a head here sooner than later, and I'm gonna show you why. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to thank all of you guys for Uh, The kind messages about uh, the music that I've been putting up and the interest in Harbingers. Very, very soon you are all going to see footage and a trailer. Uh, This is just a very, very important project to me. There's so many layers of story here. And I'm also writing the music for it. I'm scoring it, original songs. There'll be additional music as well, but there's just a lot of it. I just have a perfect image in my head of what this should be. Uh, so thank you guys for your excitement and for letting me know you're excited. Uh, that means the world to me. Um, I will continue to release songs and little tidbits here and there. And like I said, there's always uh, even more stuff that you haven't heard or seen that is on uh, the Patreon page for the Inner Crowd Room podcast, uh, which the link is in the comments box below. Please visit it if you haven't. That would mean the world to me. And in addition to that, I have also received... A number of messages from you guys saying we want to hear more stories about your dad and uh, the stuff with you and Laura and your past and high school stuff. And uh, a lot of people have asked me, where's the Laura episode? Um, She's definitely down to do it. So I just need to knock it out and, uh, you know, put some time in here uh, with her and schedule it with her. So I will do that. In fact, when I finish this up, I will um, find out a day from her that works. She's back, uh, you know, in school right now full-blown teaching sessions but I will talk to her because I think that would be a lot of fun and uh, you guys have definitely sent a mountain of questions in for her Um, so that would be really cool I'd get a kick out of it I want to hear some of her answers (laughs) so having said that man let's get into this I'm always interested in the public narrative of all this UFO stuff because you know the press they are towing the line of the government right whatever You know, the government wants us to believe you can follow that on the news. That's what's happening. But there's been some interesting things that I've noticed recently. And then some footage here that I'm going to show you again, that's going to blow your mind. But the first thing that I noticed over the course of the last month is that the overall total of like UFO stories are increasing again. But it's going a step further Now there are regularly pilots coming out, commercial pilots, uh, and saying, hey, you know, I've seen stuff, here's the footage. Um, stuff like this, check this out.
2: Over the last several months, there's something unexplainable appearing in the night, from the skies over Missouri to above the Pacific Ocean.
1: It's not a satellite, and it's not a meteor.
2: All baffling pilots mid-flight.
1: I don't know what the uh, common denominator is, but it's always at the bottom of the Big Dipper.
2: Mark Holsey is a former F-18 fighter pilot. This August, he was piloting a private jet off the coast of Los Angeles, when he says he saw as many as seven mysterious objects appearing to fly thousands of feet above him. This is audio from that night, alerting air traffic control.
0: Yeah, I
1: don't know. You're not entering any military airspace space or anything, I'm not sure. The
0: However,
2: clip obtained by Ben Hansen, a researcher who has kind of spoken to dozens of pilots of commercial military flights military. that have recently had similar encounters. So it seems like it might be getting more frequent? It's either getting more frequent or it's getting noticed more. Okay, there is. But while no one seems to know what they're seeing, Holsey is sure these fast-orbiting objects aren't satellites or any known military aircraft.
1: There's nothing that flies that high. So the odds of it being a military aircraft doing high G loads like that—it's just—it's impossible. It's completely impossible.
2: Does this phenomenon seem to be under intelligent control?
1: That's the only thing it could be. I mean, it's either artificial or or biological.
2: It all comes on the heels of a congressional hearing earlier this year, where intelligence officials testified for the first time ever that there were about 400 new sightings of unidentifiable objects, adding UAP reports are frequent and continuing.: Any ideas, uh, no, I do not.:. And this latest wave of sightings from pilots could be just the beginning.
1: I bet my life on it. There are many more pilots and a lot more videos that are going to come out, I know this is going to happen. I know it is.
0: Now, what I find interesting about this clip, not only that, you know, we now live in a time where pilots can just come out and say, hey, I saw, you know, UFOs, is that this pilot leaves like a, kind of like a part two coming, like a, I guarantee there's going to be more people coming out. It's like he's setting it up. He's literally staging it for us. (laughs) He's like, there's going to be more people, everybody, to be continued. Um, And I'm sure there will be. We've been seeing it increase over and over and over again. Um, And once again, on the news, I'm seeing congressmen, that are now on the news. And remember, there's been nothing specific recently that has happened. There's been no, like, Roswell event or something like that. This is just out of the blue. Just, hey, let's put a congressman on the news and talk about the fact that he thinks the government is covering everything up. Which, what I find interesting about this is this is a member of Congress, okay? This is like the pot calling the kettle black here. But this gentleman is saying, I think the CIA... And you know, all of these inner agencies or dark agencies are covering this entire thing up and he's he's calling BS on it. So check this out. This is a really interesting clip.
3: And Tom Birchett's here, member of the House Foreign Affairs Transportation Infrastructure Committees, one of Congress's most vocal advocates for declassifying all government data about UFOs. So if if there are aliens out there, if there are these UFOs out there, how have none of these sensors, commercial, or government and even nasa which is civilian pick them up
1: i suspect they have Uh um, yeah i think it's the biggest cover-up we've ever seen you know they, they had the um our, our committee the intelligence committee re- reviewed it basically and and i was asked afterwards what i thought about it. i said we got hosed basically the american public did there's information out there there's navy pilots that were actually in the audience who would have talked about their encounters in the air with um Unidentified flying objects, and it's it, it's continued on. There's some of the, the footage you see right there. Uh, I've actually talked to the Navy pilot, one of them that was in the air, I believe, when when this uh, was being foot was being filmed, and and it's it's a power, it's a control thing. Washington D.C. I mean, we're not, we won't turn loose anything about the, the Kennedy assassination. For goodness' sakes, we did we,
3: we did that segment last night. There's now a lawsuit. 60 years later, they they still haven't released all the files but you think about the the polls on this 65% believe in alien life 87% UFOs are not a security risk how do you believe it's not a security
2: risk
1: and that's a great question we had in this in this hearing it wasn't a classified briefing i believe they talked about 14 different close close encounters with our with our our military aircraft and if there's something in our military air zone that we do not control that government, we better be concerned. And, you know, and of course, is it, is it, the question is, is it the Russians? Well, if it's the Russians, you know Putin's ego. He would land one of the UFOs on the White House lawn and get out bare-chested, ride a <laughs> unicorn up and punch the president in the mouth and get back on it and fly back. It's Chinese, same thing. If we had it, we would control the airways. It's, it's either one of two things. It's either we have captured something, and we were reverse-engineering, which some of the the pilots that I've talked to, Navy pilots, think that it is skunk works. Or it is something from outer space. When you
3: you say say skunk works, that's that's a U.S. government project that's so dark that the Navy pilots and and civilian pilots wouldn't know about it, like the SR-71 or the B-2 bomber or something like this. And and these would be explained by the military, uh, the very secret part of the military, testing uh, their newest stuff against their own, mil- their, you know, our own guys without knowing or telling them that was happening, right?
1: Correct. But that, I don't think that's a, that's a possibility due to the fact that it is defying all laws of physics. Literally, if, if, if that was in a, uh, one of our pilots in one of those aircrafts, I mean, they would be basically a catch-up package. They could not stand the G's that these things are doing. You got to see they, these aren't putting off any, any heat sensors or anything. And they're, and there's no friction. One of these. So, so do, is, mic- you,
3: I, got, I only got 30 seconds. I know you do as well. But you You're- think about like the NASA telescopes that look at this stuff. You think about all the civilian telescopes at universities and the like that look out. Are we to imagine that all of these things have picked up these UFOs, and it's a cover up by everybody?
1: Well, you're looking at a you're you're looking at a stationary object with those telescopes. They're not equipped to do just that. But the others are and we we're seeing it on our 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 night vision or heat sensory um cameras and things on our aircraft. So they're out there. We're just in denial and it is a complete cover up by the federal mm-hmm. government. It's probably though what I think is is it's it's so far past our government that there's there's several major corporations,
3: Congressman. Uh, we appreciate you always coming on and talking about this. Your your enthusiasm for this and your knowledge about it really uh, is important to hear. Well, good good to see you, sir.
0: Now, once again, because this is a congressman calling, you know, cover up. Again, I just find that fascinating because a lot of the times we are calling, you know, on Congress as the person <laughs> or as the entity that is pulling off the cover up, right? So, it's amazing to me that this is just happening just out of the blue. And what I meant earlier about there's no Roswell event is there's been no, just like, you know, specific event we can plant a flag on and say, oh, here's a reason why congressmen would be going on the news. It's just the overall narrative is why they're going on the news, you know? And remember the escalation with this stuff. When it first came out, they said, oh, You know, these pilots, they only saw these things a few times. Uh, The Tic Tac was only seen a couple times. And within like, you know, a six-month period, that went from we're seeing these things a few times to Ryan Graves saying we're seeing them almost every other day, then to Graves going on Rogan and saying we saw them every day. Every day that we went out on our (laughs) training missions, we saw these UFOs, right? So... A major announcement that was just made, and this is going right along with this whole narrative, guys, a major announcement that was made, uh, which blows me away, is that NASA is putting together a task force now to investigate UFOs. Now, talk about being late to the party. (laughs) Like, (laughs) If that's true, that they're just now doing it, which I think there's 0% chance that that's true... I mean, they're the space agency. No one over there thought to (laughs) put together something to investigate if there's life out there or not. That's the point of NASA, right? Wasn't that supposed to be the point, space travel, to go find new civilizations and new worlds? And, you know, eventually we're going to start with the moon and... uh, Obviously, we decided to take fifty years off, which makes no sense. Nothing with NASA makes sense right now. By the way, I mean the fact that it was a broke and dead agency for fifty years, and now they've just got money left and right. They're hiring, you know, clergy and religious staff uh, to basically, you know, tell them how they should deal with. Uh, the discovery of extraterrestrial life in regard to uh, religion and society. They're sending up $11 billion, you know, telescopes. (laughs) They're hiring. It's just suddenly they're active as hell. They've got tons of cash. They're involved with, you know, Elon and everybody else. And look, I think it's cool because I, I like the idea that, uh, you have private industry you know, competing with the government, government industry because I definitely don't want NASA to be leading the way on all this because, again, they have a horrible track record of telling the truth, obviously. Um, but the fact that they're saying now, oh, we're getting involved in this. You know, now we're involved. Well, why would that be? Well, I think that would be because if you want things to be official, like for the public, right, Uh, there's this weird thing that when a big government agency says this is real, now people take it seriously, which is super odd. And I was saying that when those three terrible pieces of footage were released and everybody was acting like that footage was amazing. And they're like, you know, these pilots, these able navigators, they saw it. And the government says, yes, this is real. And... You know, Jeremy Corbell released it, you know, with George Knapp. And I'm going, first of all, the whole, you know, story as to how all that footage got released is still blurry, uh, still doesn't make sense. The footage, as far as I can see, just doesn't really show us anything that we can identify. But because the Department of Defense eventually said, yes, this is footage of what we believe to be a UFO, and suddenly everyone was like, yes, that's real. It's real. UFOs are real. It's like, well, why? Why are they real now? Because the biggest lying, you know, <laughs> agents the biggest liars in the world, the U.S. government, uh, or all governments, I shouldn't single us out like we're worse than anyone else, but all governments, they lie. That's part of the the, the way they operate. It's just the nature of it. So if our government, who has lied about a million things, suddenly says this footage is real, then now it's real. Uh, I think it's going to be the same thing with NASA. They want to have a NASA group to say, yes, we investigated, it's real, and it's that stamp of approval. And again, this to me leans towards, you know, if there was going to be this, you know, fake alien invasion, uh, you know, you got to have the agencies, you got to have all the people involved to say, yes, we've all confirmed The government's investigated, the task force has investigated, NASA has investigated, and we all say yes, and we stamp this as real. So NASA's just now getting involved. Well, what's interesting is NASA right now is scrambling around trying to explain what happened, I believe it was on October 6th. I received uh, a link with this footage actually on the 12th, and then I later saw that, uh, Mr. BB333, who's a fantastic, fantastic, uh, basically documenting machine of weird stuff in the world. Um, he actually did a, uh, a short, you know, video clip about it and put it up. So I'll actually uh, use his clip to show you guys, but I want to credit him, too. Um, again, check him out, Mr. BB333. So what happened here is one of the cameras on the ISS, right the international space station uh, is just running as it always does and all of a sudden something appears on camera and the next 7 minutes of footage are pretty mind blowing this is not space junk as you guys will see when you watch this footage it actually has the ability to speed up you know to stop and then to uh, accelerate beyond the iss and whatever this ship is, it's definitely a craft. Um, this is <laughs> this is incredible footage. You could actually zoom in on it, which Mister BB333 does, and I mean you can get right up on this thing, and you could see that it appears to be taking photos of the ISS or doing something. It looks like there's some kind of light on the inside of this craft that is, you know, going off at in intervals. But check out this footage. It just lasted for seven minutes. And then, of course, the feed, it just, it failed. The feed, it it just cut off like it always does with NASA when bizarre stuff happens on those cameras. But this one, uh, somebody certainly got to the kill switch late here. Because this footage is, I would say, the best UFO footage that I think I've ever seen um and again it came directly from the iss camera link so this is not something that someone played around with this is not something that has you know been added through cgi or anything like that this is legitimate okay check this footage out
4: i'm not gonna play the entire seven minutes but i will fast forward it through the original segment that was shared with me, once again, by EH, and it clears the field of view in about seven minutes. But I've got it fast forward four times, so it's going to be much faster than that. Because I want to get to the part where I can zoom in and and show you guys the the features on this craft, and you're going to be able to see a flashing light down inside this craft. Very bizarre. That's where the, the live feed paused. I left that in there. I could have taken it out, but I wanted to leave everything the same the way EH sent it to me, and I haven't even zoomed in or anything right here. This is how it entered the field of view over here on the far left. And right here you can tell it's definitely some sort of a craft, but you can't see any details or at least any specifics. We're going to go in real tight on this thing, and it almost looks like it was maybe taking photos of the space station. You're going to see a repetitive flash down inside this craft. The top of it has what looks like a octagon on the top of it, that's hollow, that has some sort of a light flashing down in the center of this thing. The front has some sort of what looks like a a half moon on the front of it, maybe some sort of a navigation device. You're going to see it accelerate right here, right towards the end of its field of view. See it right there take off? It accelerates, so that tells me it has a propulsion system. So now I'm going to take it back to original speed and we're going to see a flashing light, you're going to see surface features. Um, Again, you can't make this stuff up. This was following the space station uh, just a few days ago on October the 6th. Here's when it first entered the field of view. And again, I'm going to kind of fast forward just a little bit because you really can't see too much. We're able to go in really close and you can see features on this flying machine. Those are the pauses that were in the actual live feed. Like I said, I could have taken them out, but I left them in just for authenticity purposes. This is the original video. You're going to start to see the flashing light right there. See it? Those aren't clouds or anything. That is a light that is cycling inside this flying machine. I don't know if that's the power source of this flying machine because after we saw it accelerate, that tells us that this thing has some sort of a propulsion system on it. Um, It could be a lens, maybe some sort of a camera that was taking images of the space station. I have no idea. I'm just trying to to think outside the box here because it's not every day that you see these things flying above the Earth visible from the International Space Station. Mary Hall sends in a lot of excellent observations from the, the ISS live cam but this one here is is quite unique i will say it has again as you're going to see some sort of a feature on the front don't know what it is but it almost looks like some sort of a, a navigation device maybe some sort of a, a radar a sonar then there's something right there below my my cursor see it right there there's an independent white object there and then the that center looks like an octagon and then the light that's flashing is inside of the octagon it's not necessarily on top top it's coming from inside the craft the backside over here that looks dark those look like some sort uh, of windows i don't know it's difficult to to say that's just a, a wild guess but but they're dark and they almost have a little bit of a shine to them here's where it takes off see it that's got a propulsion system on it now we're going in even closer so here we go, and you're going to be able to see kind of down inside that octagon that's on top that allows us to look inside this craft. This is when it first entered the field of view, and again, it was a, a little out of focus. You really couldn't tell what it was. You could tell it was some sort of a, a craft, but it gets into focus the farther we move it ahead. So I'm going to go ahead and take it forward up to, I don't know, right around in here. Okay, here we go. This is when this front feature becomes more visible. There's the secondary feature that's much smaller behind the, the feature here in the front. Here's the octagon, and you can clearly see the light flashing inside the octagon. That's down inside that flying machine, whatever it may be. Looks dark over here on this side. Um, obviously, it's on the opposite side of the sun. And they, at times, appear to have like a, a shine to them, like maybe their their windows or... Maybe there's some sort of solar panels. I don't know. You can clearly see the light down there flashing over and over and over again, and it doesn't appear to be on the same uh, cycle. It's just kind of random. You'll see it flash, and then it won't flash for a couple seconds. Then it'll flash, and then flash a second later. I don't know. Like I said, that could be the power source to this craft, or it could be just some sort of a a lens in there that's maybe opening and closing. Maybe it's taking photos. I have no idea, but right now it is directly, directly under the International Space Station at this time. That's why you can see so good down in the top of that octagon. And the reason I call that an octagon, because you can see here these edges are straight. That's not round inside there. So I'm assuming that's some sort of a a six-sided octagon. I don't think it has eight sides. I think it has six sides. But there's that object. See it down in there, that white light? See it flashing? And it's just random. It's not like it's on a perfect cycle. It's just randomly flashing. Super weird. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Here it is. This was above the Earth. It may still be above the Earth, but it was visible in the ISS live cam for about seven minutes. At original speed, it took seven minutes to clear the field of view. This is the original speed, and I left it this way because we can get a good look down in the top of this thing. And here in, in just a couple seconds you're going to see this thing kind of drift off to the left. I left it like that for a reason so that you can clearly see it kind of amplifies the, the acceleration process. I don't have it in fast forward, but you can see it accelerate easier because it goes from the left hand side of the field of view over to the right hand side of the field of view on its own. I did not do that via editing techniques. It did it on its own because it propelled. So again, this thing has some sort of a propulsion system. Maybe this light down in here is part of its power source. I have no idea. You can see this thing here on the front sticking out. You can tell that's all by itself and it apparently serves some sort of purpose. It almost looks like a a half moon sticking out there. And then there's a small one up here. So this thing is definitely of intelligent design. There's something inside the object flashing. Right now, again, it's it's right under the International Space Station. If I had to guess, I would say this thing is, is somewhere between 30 and maybe 50, 60 feet wide. It's difficult to tell. It's a pretty good ways away from the, the space station. I am heavily zoomed in right on top of this thing as it's above the Earth on the daylight side of the Earth from October the 6th of of 2022 and you're going to see this thing drift almost out of the field of view over here but it's going to come back in and it's going to come back in on its own it's almost like maybe it slowed down temporarily right here because I didn't adjust the frame here I could have to keep it centered and normally that's what I would do but because this thing accelerated I left it like it is it's going to almost disappear and then come back into the field of view on its own so it's got a propulsion system on it, and as you're going to see again here in in just a second, Some sort of a mysterious object following the International Space Station and then speeding away um, again on October 6th of 2022. And this would have been on the the daylight side of the Earth, obviously. I don't know what time. Video footage was noticed by EH, who shared the video with me. Actually sent it in yesterday, and I'm sharing it with you guys today. So it's almost out of the field of view. I'm not editing this in any way other than what you guys saw, and it's going to come back in on its own. Okay, here we go. It's coming back into the field of view via its own power, the the propulsion system. See, it's accelerating. Look at that. Wow. And the light's flashing down inside the craft. There it goes. I'm not editing this. It is moving quicker now from left to right and then ultimately out of the field of view and then out in front of the space station, I suppose. But from there, that's all we can see and it disappears. So some sort of a strange object following the space station for about seven or eight minutes. It was in the field of view for seven minutes and we can look down inside this object that has right there a flashing light inside of it. Again, you can't make this stuff up.
0: Now, if that doesn't leave you saying, wow, I don't know (laughs) what will, that's definitely a craft that is up there and it took an interest in the ISS for whatever reason. Maybe it's ours, maybe it's somebody else's, maybe it's, uh, you know, alien, who knows, but that's definitely a craft and NASA has been completely silent on this. They've been completely silent on it because I don't think there's anything they can say. And I think they got to figure out an answer that, you know, they can deliver that will satisfy. And I just don't think there is one. Um, But if you look at all this as a whole, right, like out of the blue, there's congressmen on the news. There's new pilots, you know, with more footage of UFOs saying more is coming. I know it's going to happen. Get ready for more. Then you have this footage of something approaching the ISS, which if it's not ours, obviously it's a threat. It's like, what else could possibly be going on? Well, would you believe that a rocket recently hit the moon and actually left two craters and they don't know why? And that there hasn't been a lot of news on this in the U.S., but throughout the world there has been. I'm actually going to play you a clip about this. Uh, which aired right after it happened. And when it's over, I'll give you the update, which is (laughs) pretty ridiculous as well. So check this out.
3: A rocket crash on the moon has left scientists baffled. It was first reported in the month of March. Three months on, no one has any idea what this rocket was, where it came from. No country is willing to take responsibility. And adding to the conundrum is the fact that this crash created not one, but two craters on the moon. And this is something unusual, say scientists. A series of claims and counterclaims are being made, but all of them fail to explain this mystery. Here's a report.
5: Humans last visited the moon in 1972 and haven't returned ever since. It's been half a century. This rocky visitor to our night sky remains a fairly unfamiliar place with many unresolved mysteries. The latest one has left scientists baffled. A group of researchers from Arizona say that a mystery rocket crashed on the moon in the month of March. No one knows where it came from or what it looked like, whether it was meant for the moon or spiraled out of trajectory. But a rocket crashed for sure. It struck the fair side of the moon at 7.25 a.m. Eastern Time on March 4th. The crash site was the Hetz Sprang Crater, a 350-mile-wide basin that's out of sight of anyone on Earth. And here's the most intriguing bit. The impact of the crash created not one, but two craters. This is unusual by scientific standards. No other rocket crash on the moon has created double craters, not once in history. Scientists say this may be because the rocket had large masses at each end, but this too is unusual. Typically a rocket has mass concentrated at the mortar end. The rest of the body consists of an empty fuel tank. So the mystery persists. No one on earth is owning up and the speculation is falling flat. At first, scientists say the rocket was the second stage of a SpaceX Falcon 9 launched in 2015. But its trajectory was found incompatible and the theory was junked. After more digging, scientists say it was a Long March 3C rocket launched from China way back in October 2014. Beijing has denied this. It said that rocket had re-entered the Earth's atmosphere and burned up. So, all we have are false positives what will it take to solve this mystery time the researchers who made this discovery say they need more time to fill the gaps to find out if the rocket was launched by humans or by an extraterrestrial species
0: now this news source here it's actually an app you can download uh, that it pretty much gives you know news to India, Pakistan, like English-speaking people that live in in those areas. Um, Now, since this uh, story aired, there's been multiple people trying to investigate it and see what happened, and they have confirmed. At first, China said, well, we think it probably had something to do with SpaceX. And which Elon and his crew came back and said, it doesn't have anything to do with us, you know, we could... Track all of our stages. We know where they're at. You know, we're the guy that you know our stages come down out of the sky and you know <laughs> land on platforms in the ocean. You know, uh, it's not them. And uh... you know, China was like, well, listen, it's not us. So then NASA came out and some independent people as well, and they said, no, we think it's China. It was China's Chang Five. Uh, it was part of their Chang Five rocket, which they said absolutely no way. Um, we can track every stage of R-Chang-5. It actually came back through Earth. So everybody's denied it. Everybody has denied it. But, I mean, come on. Something is firing <laughs> a missile or some kind of explosive device into the moon. Now, the fact that it had two craters, uh, there's a lot of theories as to why that can be. But the leading one is that basically uh, there was a payload. What, whatever was in it that there was the area that the, I guess, device carrying the payload hit, but there was also the explosion. So that's why they felt as though there would be two new craters there. Um, But again, add all this up, you know, all of this stuff is going on simultaneously, and now we have rockets slamming into the moon. Okay, somebody damn well knows what rocket hit the moon. So why would they be doing that? Well, if, it's, if it is truly extraterrestrial, that's scary, because why would they be firing into the moon? But I have a, a tendency to believe that it's not. That uh, it's either some kind of experiment or something involved with national defense that either went wrong or it was a test. Uh, you know, Or if we want to get really creative, you know, we could say it could potentially be tied to this fake alien invasion that's coming. Um, supposedly, uh, you know, the reason I say, you know, if we want to get, you know, creative here is this, again, it's so hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that this would be happening or it could happen, but it seems like every couple of weeks we inch closer and closer to that happening. And the biggest indicator for me is the media. When the media starts lighting up for no reasons and now pushing the ball further down the field and moving the goalposts. I mean, you know, a year ago, everybody was crazy if they believed in UFOs and we, you know, flash a year ahead and now congressmen are on the news or out in the public talking about it. There's midday stories about it. There's news stories about it all the time. Um, This footage that came off the ISS here, guys, this is mind bending. Uh, You know, again, that's either extraterrestrial or that's Space Force. That's something that is, you know, flying around, that's ours. And maybe, you know, maybe the guys in the ISS know what it is. Maybe it's just something that uh, can look at the ISS from the outside. And um, I don't know, maybe it's looking for ways to, you know, fix something or build something. Who knows? It's, It's all guesswork, right? But that is a ship. That is definitely a ship following it. And it's doing something. I would hope we would know. I would hope that we would know what that is, because if we don't, that's yeah, I mean, that's somewhat concerning. Um, I'm still not a believer that if there are extraterrestrials here flying around, I'm not a believer that at this point they would want to attack and destroy us. I'm a firm believer that they would take an interest in uh, our nuclear capabilities, which I will have a really interesting podcast on that uh, in the near future as well. There's some research. I'm doing that I recently saw, something I recently saw that just blew my mind and got got the wheels spinning and yeah, some pretty fascinating stuff I've discovered about uh, the history of nuclear fission in general, but anyways, we'll get into that down the road. But I want to know what you guys think, you know, are we getting really close to this, you know, fake alien invasion happening? Um, it It's still hard for me to firmly commit and say yes but i'm i am i have just learned anymore to just and keep an open mind because the amount of weird stuff that I've went through since I've you know gotten into this arena and went down this rabbit hole I would have never believed could have happened but yet i've I've experienced and witnessed things that make no sense that are terrifying so um I don't know. What I do know is something is going on. Something is definitely going on at the government level, uh, which is the worldwide level, right? It's the worldwide level with UFOs because they are just dominating the news again. And, uh, you know, there's a reason. The entire news doesn't start, uh, you know, just bending towards a topic without a reason. And we've seen that in everyday life, right? That's not even conspiracy theory talk. That's just reality. Whatever the top news story is, um, you know, the news agencies were told to cover that thing, whatever that was. So uh, there's definitely something coming, man, in this arena. There's something big coming. And if we're to believe Skyfall and many others uh, who have pointed these things out, then it's going to be coming sooner than later. And it appears as though, to me, that if, if that is going to happen, uh, whether it be a fake alien invasion or something to make us believe that you know, extraterrestrials are in fact a threat, uh, the escalation of all these events at once, you know, this footage of the ISS, rockets slamming into the moon, you know the media being consistently bombarded with UFO stuff. It just seems like, it. man, things are ramping up. It seems like they're ramping up to me. I want to know what you guys think. all right? Leave me a comment. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Inner Crowded Room podcast. And I will be back soon with more, including some more story-based episodes. Uh, the past, which which it's a really good time to get into that stuff and share some of those stories with you, especially with. Uh, since I'm down down the harbinger you know rabbit hole, which is man there's a lot to share about that too more a lot of weird stuff that's been happening around here lately that i'll I'll share with you guys as well but we have some great great episodes coming, my friends. Thank you all for listening and I will be back tomorrow with more all the best.